Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and we're creeping even closer to the New York Giants' regular season kickoff against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 1. But unfortunately, I have to be the bearer of some bad news for you Giants fans. Darren Waller was added to the injury report today with a hamstring injury. He is now questionable to play on Sunday. We know that Darren Waller has had... A bit of a struggle throughout his career staying healthy, and we've been talking all offseason long about how he can be a superstar if he stays healthy, and right now, not looking too good. Alex has a little bit of speculation over this. He thinks that it's kind of a distraction that the Giants might be putting out there. I'll let him dive into that in a second, but what we do know is that Darren Waller, if he's on the field, will be an impactful superstar player for the Giants, but if he is hampered by an injury, especially a hamstring injury, this could be something that lingers and does hold him back from making that full impact throughout the season. So hopefully he is healthy. We're going to dive into all that. And we're also going to dive into DeAndre Hopkins. Apparently the Giants sent him to voicemail. So we're going to go ahead and react to that news as well. And we're going to dive into all that in this episode. But before we do, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And quickly, what are your thoughts on this Darren Waller injury. I'm doing great. You know, I forgot to tell you, I think that we actually got a new sponsor for the podcast, um, Butterfingers, and I think Kadarius Tony also is being sponsored by them. Yesterday's game was absolutely hilarious. Lions, yes, without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones, Lions walk away with a win. It was a great game to start week one, by the way. Really happy for those Lions. Like That's the one team that like I'm cool with them winning some games because they've had so much pain for so long. But watching Kadarius Tony drop three passes and Richie James do what he does, and I have nothing against Richie James. He, you know, We let him go for a reason. He's a fine player. You know, All the best to him. Kadarius Tony, though, obviously with a lot of beef with the Giants fan base. And uh, the memes yesterday were electric. They were freaking hilarious. I was absolutely crazy crying at some of the memes that I saw online. And you know what? It just goes to show that the Giants made the right decision. Now, uh, Darren Waller already hurt, apparently. This is my take on the Darren Waller situation. I saw a video an hour ago of him just walking around, jumping around, looking like he was 100% healthy. I don't necessarily believe the fact that he's like actually hurt that bad. I think it's just I think they're just distracting Dallas. I think they're like, oh, you know, we got a game plan for something else. I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that he's really hurt. I think that he's going to play on Sunday night. I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be an impact player. And we're going to be like, oh, like why was he even questionable to begin with? If he ends up being out, that would really suck. I trust Daniel Bellinger. But Waller is supposed to be a WR1, and you really don't want to see a guy that has been healthy all offseason get hurt two days before the first game, um, especially a guy that has had a lot of lower body injuries in the past. That would be a really bad situation. So I'm going with my take and that they're trying to distract Dallas. They're trying to throw him off. And, um, you know, maybe he tweaked it a tiny, tiny bit, but they're over, you know, sensationalizing it and trying to make it seem like it's it's a lot more than it is. Um, so, you know, we'll keep updated with that. We'll make sure that we get you guys all the information there. Um, but if Darren Waller's out, you know, you start to have to lean a lot more on Saquon. You have to lean more on, you know, Campbell and Darius Slayton and Hyatt. And a lot of guys start to have to step up here. Now, we saw last night what happens when you give a quarterback bad weapons. 
Patrick Mahomes did not look like himself at times last night, and it wasn't his fault. He was making the throws. He was making the plays. His receivers just were not getting open. They were nowhere to be found. Drops, inconsistent routes. Um, they were just blanketed in coverage. He couldn't, even his stardom couldn't get the Chiefs back on top over the Lions. And um, you know what? Like, I mean, Tony is directly responsible for that loss. So, you know, you kind of look at where Daniel Jones is now. You have a lot more reliable receivers. You know, Slayton's gotten better. Hyatt's obviously very talented. If Waller can play, he's a star. Bellinger's a really good security blanket, if not more than that. Campbell's got elite speed coming off a career season. Saquon's going to be involved in the passing game. There's a lot more to work with this year, not to mention Shep and Wandell um, coming back from the ACL tear. So, you know, right now I'm definitely feeling optimistic. You know, a little bit less if Waller can't play, but if he's fine, then, you know, we're good to go. But, you know, that brings me to DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins had a couple of teams on the list of where he might want to land. And, you know, he had the Giants, he had the Cowboys a couple other teams, and a lot of them never even picked up. A lot of them never even responded to his call, which I find to be crazy. Like, Dodger Hopkins is a good player, and I think the Giants just wanted to go in a different direction where they weren't paying a lot of money for a guy that's getting older. Uh, I still think Hopkins can be a top wide receiver one, maybe for the next season or two, before age starts to kind of take hold. Um, I don't know exactly what he was looking for, but the Giants clearly thought they wanted to go in a different direction. You know, Hopkins has always been a like some of the best hands in football. Um, you know, he's obviously very reliable, one of the best route runners, but he's he doesn't have like elite speed. I wouldn't call him an elite athlete. I'd call him an elite uh like route runner, I call him an elite like catcher, pass catcher. Uh, but I wouldn't say he's an elite athlete. I think the Giants wanted to go a little bit younger. Um, they wanted to get a little bit more athletic, and I think Hopkins didn't necessarily fit their bill to perfection at the price point that they may have been wanting to, you know, go after a player. And you see Waller, right? Waller has a four point five million dollar cap hit this year. They wanted to go cheap because if they could, if they want to move off of Waller's contract, they Canada, um, I think it's like a $7 million dead cap hit, so they would have to take on a little bit of money there before that three-year $51 million deal kicks into play. Uh, but, you know, if Waller has a great season... They could always just keep him and, and, you know, have him ride out the rest of that contract and be one of their key components on offense. But, you know, looking at uh, uh, Hopkins, Anthony, the fact the Giants shunned him, the fact the Giants just completely disregarded his phone call, it was surprising to me because I like Hopkins, um, but I certainly trust Joe Shane. So, you know, what, what was your reaction to that? My reaction wasn't too strong. I, I think that I'm pretty indifferent on this because um, while, yes, I'm a little surprised that they didn't at least pick up the phone and see what he's looking for in terms of a price tag, I, I just think that the Giants are comfortable with what they have and they want to go in a different direction. They want to get younger. They already made their blockbuster acquisition on the offensive end. They started building an offense around Darren Waller with him in mind as the focal point of the offense. And then DeAndre Hopkins, you throw him into the mix. I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a tough sell when you've already got an idea of what you want to do on offense to throw in another player. Kind of similar to the discussion we had last week about Mike Evans. I think that the Giants are going to pivot, look to add a veteran superstar wide receiver, maybe at the midway point of the season via trade if they feel like they're ready to make a Super Bowl run. But, you know, in that offseason where, where the Giants were, they're banking on Saquon Barkley. They're banking on, De on um, Darren Waller. They had their eyes on some of these wide receivers. If you don't remember, I mean, the Giants were damn near considered a lock to take a wide receiver in the first round of the draft. They clearly wanted to get younger at that position. So adding in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins that just doesn't fit 
the mold of what they wanted to do offensively. They ended up adding uh, Jalen Hyatt in the third round, but don't forget, they were scouting really hard. Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Like, they wanted these guys in the first round, and they just had to pivot and take uh, Deontay Banks because that's how the board fell, and that was a great pick for them. But now, you know, they found Jalen Jalen Hyatt in round three. They're good at the wide receiver spot in my eyes, and I think that they're set up for more long-term, long-term success at that position now than they would have been if they just put a Band-Aid over it for the next couple of seasons with DeAndre Hopkins. And again, I think that Hopkins is a great player. I still think that he's got that potential to be a WR1, maybe even an all-pro level talent. But when you're looking at what he's going to provide in this Giants offense, I, I don't know. I think that it's diminishing returns for a guy at that price point when you're adding in Darren Waller already, who's supposed to be your WR1, as you mentioned, Alex. And in terms of that injury, just to circle back to it, I think that it's going to be a real problem for the Giants if Waller cannot play on Sunday because of the timing of this injury. I just want to get that out of the way because when you're looking at this, you're just over 48 hours away from this game. The Giants have been scripting plays in practice for the last two weeks. Like They had that bye week, but they were still working. And what NFL teams do is as soon as that preseason ends, they focus all of their attention on the week one matchup. They start scripting plays. They start practicing for specific personnel that they're going to see in that week one matchup, specific players um, and specific players that they think they're going to go up against. And then they're going to start drawing in plays for specific players on their own team. And best believe the Giants have been building an offense for the last two weeks around Darren Waller, getting him the ball, breaking him out in week one and showing off their new shiny toy. So if he's not ready to go and they only find this out just days before um, or a day before the game, because we'll find out probably tomorrow whether or not he can suit up, it's really last minute and it throws a massive wrench into the equation. Again, NFL teams, they script probably their first two offensive drives best believe that similar same way that we saw against the carolina panthers in that preseason game that was a scripted drive and half of those plays went to darren waller they were trying to get him the ball show him off get him in space create ways to get him open and that's what they were planning on doing in week one you got to know that that was the game plan those first two drives that they're scripting for dallas darren waller was the focal point in those drives so if he's not able to play on sunday This spells massive trouble for the New York Giants, in my opinion. This does change my outlook going into this game. This forces them to rewrite their script, lean more on the ground game, hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley more, and get him started against a Dallas defense that is honestly stacked up pretty well against the Giants offensive line and running game. So it really does tip the scales in Dallas's favor if we don't have this number one receiver slash tight end, this dynamic weapon, to get out on the field on Sunday night. So I don't want to blow it off. And I know I agree with you to some extent. I think that this might be conjecture a little bit of a distraction play by the Giants I think Waller suits up on Sunday but at the off chance that he doesn't I do think it's a very very troubling matter for the New York Giants just because I I know you we all know NFL offenses they script their plays those weeks prior they prepare to to run the offense with a specific game plan and we've been talking about it all week Alex Darren Waller perfect matchup for this this Dallas Cowboys defense that's what we wanted to see you were talking about in yesterday's episode the way that they play zone on the early downs man on the late downs third down fourth down if they get to it that was Darren Waller's time to feast Now, if Darren Waller's not on the field, who is that guy that feasts against those man coverage looks? The Giants now have to change their game plan entirely if Waller is not ready to go. And they have to do that in just 24 hours starting tomorrow. So hopefully he's ready to play. If he is, I feel confident. I think that he's going to go out there, put in his best effort despite the hamstring um, injury that he's battling. And I think that he will be able to lead the Giants to a victory. But if he's not ready to go, I do think they're going to struggle to get that offense going for the early portion of the game. And they're going to have to rely on Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones to do way more heavy lifting on the ground than they initially expected. And that might be 
kind of a way to tie it back in, Alex. That might be a talking point as to why the Giants maybe should have signed a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins in free agency. Just to tie it all in here, because you did bring in a superstar like Darren Waller, but you know that he has injury problems. So maybe bringing in another veteran that you know is reliable and can give you a thousand yards receiving in a season, maybe it was for the best. So I guess, how does the Darren Waller injury here, Alex? I know that you think he's going to play, but if he doesn't, and if he does remain injured, how does that kind of change your perspective on the Giants offseason approach? And do you think that maybe hindsight's always 2020, of course, but does this kind of recontextualize the decision to not go after DeAndre Hopkins in your eyes? Uh, not really. I think that Hopkins and Waller are totally separate in terms of, you know, it wasn't either or. It was, we're trading a third round pick for Waller and, you know, Hopkins obviously ended up becoming a free agent and signing with Tennessee. I just feel like they wanted to go in a different direction. Now, look, I'll tell you this. Waller wasn't out of practice today. He was limited today, right? He's questionable for Sunday, but he did practice today. It just wasn't in a full capacity. And they're not going like Friday before a game. They're not going balls to the wall in practice. That's not what's going to happen. So um, it, he was limited, probably went through stretching, did some stuff on the side. Um, that's not, you know, I'd say that that's a very optimistic perspective. Like he did practice today. They'll probably see how the hamstring feels come Sunday night, but you have plenty of time now. He's going to get rehab tomorrow. We get rehab today, rehab before Sunday's game. And if he was just limited and he wasn't out of practice, that means he's he can run. He can do all the things. They just are being a little bit careful with it. They probably just listed him questionable instead of, um, you know, I mean, like, what else is there? Like, I guess it's doubtful or it's questionable or you're active, right? So, like, questionable is, like, the in-between, you know? Probable. I I, they could have listed him probable if they didn't but, think but it was why? significant. That's that. It's it's just the I'm only thing that, that that confuses me. Yeah, I, I could see that, but you the only thing well. that confuses me is if he, if you think that he's going to play on Sunday, I mean, they do have certain rules that they have to abide by in terms of reporting injuries accurately to the NFL, so if they know that he's going to play on Sunday and they just think he's going to be a little bit limited in certain portions of the game, then they put him as probable, but if they do think there's any bit of a chance that he's going to miss that game, they got to list him as questionable, so I, I I don't know, it's tough to read between the lines here, and I, you know, I, I kind of, again, I do agree with what you're saying, it was a walkthrough today, how the hell could he even get injured in a walkthrough, but at the same token... Maybe it's something that's kind of got been there, Thursday. and it, and it got reaggravated. It's true, yeah. It's it's totally possible that he got injured some other point this week, but I don't really know what to make of it. But I, I think that all of the Giants community, the Giants fandom, is going to be holding their breath until probably tomorrow afternoon, or maybe even Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I mean that's I'm, I'm certainly holding my breath, but you know, if I'm the Giants, I'm like, all right, we have reasonable cause to put him, make him questionable and not probable because he has a he has a history of hamstring injuries. They can be tricky, as you know, if anyone's ever pulled a hamstring, like it sucks. But the fact that he was limited means that he is like he wasn't. It wasn't bad enough to keep him out of practice. So to me, that's a good sign. Maybe we'll see him on a little bit less. Maybe we'll see him. Um, come in a little bit less frequently. Maybe if he was playing 100% of snaps, maybe he only plays 65% of snaps. But as long as he is out there and when he needs to be out there and he can give 100% when he needs to give 100%, we're okay. Like, I trust Bellinger. I think, like, those targets that would go to Waller are going to go to our other receivers. You know, like, Campbell will get the targets instead or Shep will get the targets or Hyatt will get a target. You know what I mean? Like, this, this isn't a situation where, like, we don't have enough weapons to compensate, but we are excited that Waller could be that game breaker. You know, he, he has the impact to win games for you. Um, I, I have, I have a, a lot of confidence that our other guys could step up, but I, you can't replace Waller. So um, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. We'll keep you guys updated on that. I definitely think uh, he, I think he's going to play, but maybe he's limited in some degree, but otherwise I think that, you know, this, this little putting making him questionable 
if it is a little bit of distraction for Dallas, you know, they have the they have kind of the the reasoning to make him questionable. Um, Dallas now has to think, okay, like what, the game plan, like what happens now if he's out? Like where are they going to go with the football? How does that change their system? How does that change what they're going to do on offense? Um, now we have to adjust. So you know, there, there's a lot of elements going on here. Obviously, we didn't see this one coming, but I, like I said, I saw a video an hour ago. He was if he got hurt on Thursday, right? Because like they were only so I'll tell you this: the reporters were only allowed to go and actually look at the first couple of minutes of practice today, I believe. So either this happened during the walkthrough, which feels like probably not, or it happened yesterday in which if it happened yesterday, I literally watched a video of him like jumping around and like hanging out and like did not look tampered at all. So it could just be like a small thing that they're, you know, just, you know, that, that they're being careful with. Um, maybe it's something that's been bothering him a little bit for a couple days. And they just like, you know, because they didn't really practice much this week to begin with. So who knows? It, it, it's kind of an interesting situation, but uh, we can just hope for the best, right? Right. Hope for the best. It's tough to speculate on injuries. You never know what the case might be. We'll find out from the team doctor again within the next 48 hours, and then the Giants will make their decision. But what what I do want to dive into before we wrap, though, Alex, because you kind of mentioned it there, they do have other weapons, right? That's a big point for the Giants this offseason. They added a lot of depth to their offense. We know that. They brought in Jalen Hyatt. They brought in Paris Campbell. They brought back Darius Slayton. Um, uh, Isaiah Hodgins is here from last year. They brought back Sterling Shepard as well. They still have Daniel Bellinger, who we have a lot of confidence in, right? They have a lot of these guys, but of course, they don't have anyone else that can replicate what Darren Waller does. But how do you think they band-aid the solution if he is hampered? You know, if he is limited at times if he doesn't play whatever the case might be what do you think the solution is because in my opinion I think it's just a default back to going to Saquon Barkley you just hand him the ball and you feed him you get him more involved in the passing game and you kind of just run through your other superstar but you know what do you, what is your take on how the Giants can mitigate any situation because not only I'm not trying to blow this questionable hamstring injury out of proportion but knowing that Darren Waller is a player who struggled with injuries throughout his career this is a topic of conversation that might come up over again throughout the course of the season you know it's it's probable that we will have the conversation about Waller maybe dealing with an injury again at another time throughout this season so what do you think the remedy to that situation is how do they replicate or kind of you know move him out of the game plan and move somebody else into the focal point what is their solution to a darren waller injury the solution to darren waller injuries they say daniel bellinger time to step the hell up that's that's basically what you have to do is you know it look waller's not going to feature as like a primary inline tight end he's going to be your slot guy so you know you can't replicate the big body that waller is going to offer but you can replicate the route running so you're gonna the guy i'm looking to i mean yes bellinger i think from a tight end perspective he's got to step up and be more of a receiving option which i already think he can do but the one guy i'm looking at is actually sterling shepherd i think if you have to because sterling shepherd was listed as a wide receiver too by the way um he wasn't listed as a starter on the unofficial depth chart so um again it was unofficial but you know i i do think they want to roll more with uh, paris campbell they want to roll with um you know the darius slayton they want to roll with hodgins they want to roll with high i think sterling shepherd could step in and actually take those targets uh, that Waller would have gotten. And I think out of the slot, he's one of our best receivers um, in that regard. So I think you kind of immediately put him right back into a starting role and you ask him to step up and, 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 you know, supplement that loss. So I'm certainly interested to see uh, what happens here, but I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Like, I, I do think that Shep could be the guy that steps up in his absence though. And obviously Bellinger as a red zone threat. I really like Bellinger. A lot of you guys like Bellinger too. I'd love to see him kind of take more of an expanded role in the receiving game. 
Yeah, you know that I love Daniel Bellinger, and I think that he can handle the receiving game. Quite quite honestly, I think he can handle it really well. I, I think that he's very good as a receiving tight end. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit for that, in my opinion. But there is something to be said about the fact that Darren Waller lines up all over the place as an elite route runner. He's unguardable at Giants practice. Like you, you can't replicate that. But I do find it really interesting that you throw Sterling Shepard out there as a potential solution. And I'm curious to see if that is the way that the Giants play this. Maybe they give the veteran, you know, Shep a little bit more run in Week One. Um, he's had a lot of favorable performances against Dallas throughout his career for what it's worth. Uh, Shepard usually likes to score touchdowns against the Cowboys. So it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do in response to this. No DeAndre Hopkins on the field to supplement this loss, of course, as we mentioned. Giants didn't even pick up the phone. But Darren Waller, something to keep an eye on, something we will be monitoring and, of course, updating all of you on here on Fireside Giants on our social media channels. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.